Welcome back to the CCA California podcast. Good to be with you another week. My name is Chris alongside a good friend, Kevin Nakata, back on the podcast. Kevin, what's going on, man? Wow, a return back to the podcast. It's been a while. You know, I, I've honestly been out. I've been busy trying to make things happen for on my end. And um, one day, we, we reminded ourselves that we needed to be able to come back and make our dreams come true. And now we're on a boat doing a podcast. Can you imagine that? I know. I know. It's like, I mean, we kept saying in the studio how we need to go fishing more. Made that happen. And we also made it happen with Matt from the San Diego. Matt, welcome to the podcast, man. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're doing really good. It's uh, it's awesome that we're on this boat today. We're, we have a CCA San Diego chapter new member charter. And uh, we've been blessed to have great fishing and great weather today. And uh, maybe you can give us an update on that. But thank you for having us. It's been awesome. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, we strung a few kelps together. I think we had 57 yellowtail, good grade yellowtail, uh, anywhere from like 10 to call it 20 pounds probably, and one lone dorado. We saw quite a few more dorado. Um, kelps were a little few and far between, but the ones we strung together were pretty good ones. Hey, it was an awesome day nonetheless. It was cool. And, you know, with you, with the boat being in such high demand right now, I mean, Kevin, I'm super grateful to be on this thing. We're, we're lucky to be on this boat today, absolutely. And the, the numbers that these guys have been putting on, the San Diego has been putting on, has been epic. amazing. Yeah, epic is, is, a, is definitely a word. Um, you guys have been running some amazing bluefin numbers this, this uh, spring and summer, and I'm sure it's going to keep going as, as this stuff keeps coming through. But, um, you know, bread and butter-wise, yellowtail and dorado and normal summer things, bonito, big bonito. Um, Barracuda at the islands, you know, it, the, what better boat to go on than the San Diego? Literally the, the namesake for what we, where we live. Yeah. And, um, you know, these, this, this boat, the captains that have been associated with this, Captain Matt and Captain Booger, um, have definitely put together the most amazing numbers over the years. Um, certainly want to listen to this podcast and get more information and learn more about um, the, the information that uh, these guys have put together over the years. Um, keep looking, keep listening to the podcast too. You know, we're, we're putting together great content, great um, available uh, data and, and information to be able to put together your own game plan out there as well. Um, certainly, having a person that's professionally doing this doesn't help. You know, or definitely does help. Excuse me, definitely does help um, to describe. You know, what they're going through the mind. And Captain Matt here, he's gonna definitely gonna address some things that have been going through his mind, including some rigging options that we've been hearing about. Let's talk hookup. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, before we go any further, Matt, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Um, well, uh, San Diego, born and raised. Been fishing probably since I was ten or something. Uh, started just basically fishing on uh, the Ocean Beach Pier. Spent my summers there, and every kid always sees these boats coming in the harbor. And eventually, I got to go out fishing a couple times and. I think I was 12 or 13 and knew that I wanted to work so I could buy more fishing tackle. <laughs> um, and I got a job at Fisherman's Landing. I think I was 12 or 13. I worked there for uh, probably nine years in the rental room, rental room and office. Wow. Um, and I got to go fishing uh, for free. I Often. was fishing on this boat, the San Diego, um, well before Ryan owned it. Uh, and the new Seaforth quite a bit, once, twice, even three times a week sometimes, uh, when my mom would drop me off. Nice. <laughs> it was a very good daycare. Um, and then I 
just been around the landing for a long time and kind of decided I wanted to do something else. So I started working on this boat probably 10 years ago, and now I'm driving it. Very cool, man. <laughs> this is the only boat I ever worked on. That's a good story. Yeah. That's a really cool. Just kind of starting, working your way up from the rental room all the way up to running one of the, one of the premier boats of the fleet. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Actually, Ryan Ryan started working in the rental room, too, when he was about really? the same age. Yeah. Huh, so we both came out of there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. How is uh, how has the year been for you guys so far? I know you guys have been putting up stellar numbers all year long, but in a, in a nutshell, how's uh, how's the how's the year been? Um, there's been some good fishing on and off. Uh, it's definitely been a grind. There's been a lot of fish around. Uh, we started off at the islands where there was um, some schools there. Feel, felt like local schools that were very hip to what we were doing and some days they let their guard down and we'd have some good fishing and some days we would just look at them. Um, then we went offshore and did the bluefin thing for a bit and we caught, that was pretty impressive, there was a lot of big bluefin in the local zone um, and yeah that, that was pretty impressive. We, we scratched out some good numbers on very large bluefin which is crazy having fish so close to them. I think the last day we caught those 150 to 180 pounders I had cell phone service oh <laughs> yeah wow uh, I was looking at La Jolla and we were drifting pulling on 180 pound bluefin so that was pretty cool uh, and then fishing kind of took a dive for a little bit fleet wide there's been no lack of fish around we see bluefin yellowtail yellowfin tuna dorado uh, there's just been a, a lot of bait around and all the fish around bait has been very tough for a a sport boat to catch where a skiff can pull up and throw a popper and catch one fish and that's a good day for two guys on on a small boat that doesn't really work out for 35 dudes on a on a right, sport boat right, so yeah it seems like things are starting to change though the bait's kind of going away uh, once that goes away i think i think we're in for some good fishing here the fish get hungry at yes. that point <laughs> right we get fool them they're not swimming in their own food so so on a day like today when we were out here um, you know, we had 57, is that what you said? Yeah, uh, 57. Yellowtail and one Dorado, and um, we had roughly 32 people on the boat, and, and I mean, that's a pretty good day. When you get two Yellowtail per person, I, I mean, that's pretty much where we're at. And Yeah, um, nice grade, too, for offshore fishing. Right. Yeah. Do you feel like that is more beneficial to your operation than having, you know, a 15 yellow, uh, bluefin and... Um, or, you know, that are 200 pounds at that point, but it's, you know, cut in half, basically, your success rate per customer? Yes, yeah, I, I, it evens the playing field. It evens the playing field for sure. Those big ones are an experience. It's, it's more of an experience. Not everybody's gonna catch one. That's just the way it is uh, with those big, those big fish. Um, but a lot of people are, are pretty stoked on that because they get to see a fish of that size and still get to sleep in their own bed at night. A lot of people who come fishing with us are fairly new to fishing or have never fished before, and seeing 180-pounders right. blow up around the boat or get caught, it's pretty cool. Um, but they do like getting bites more. <laughs> yeah. Getting bites and actually being able to wind in the fish and stuff like that. So we, we prefer this style of fishing, but it's, it's cool to have opportunities like that. Um, so close to home. And that's that's not to say that even when you're kelp paddy fishing for yellowtail and dorado that there isn't an opportunity that pops up every now and then a bluefin, right? Oh yeah, yes, yeah. We're always seeing bluefin around it seems like. No matter where we're at we see a little bit here and there and 
we've had days where they just surprise us and there's big ones around and we get shots at them. Now the question comes up almost within I mean, how many guests have we had that we, we asked this question of, what do you think the reason is this bluefin is around? Do, do, we're going to ask you the same thing, and you see this a lot. <laughs> do you have a, a, a real fundamental understanding of why you think this bluefin is around? Um, can you key it in on any particular reason or any particular limitation that we've had recently? Um, you know, I, I'm not sure. There's no, I don't think there's a right answer or a wrong answer. Um, a lot of guys say it's just a cycle. There's been cycles and stuff. In my opinion, I feel like the ocean has shifted. <laughs> um, back, I don't, I don't know the timeline on this, but uh, back in the day, Guadalupe Island was the bluefin spot. That's where people would catch those big bluefin. And then now San Clemente seems to be like that spot. So I feel like things have just worked their way up and they're kind of, maybe it's a cycle, I don't know. Um, but like Alejos Rocks used to be a yellowfin tuna spot, and now Guadalupe Island's a yellowfin tuna spot. I feel like everything's just kind of hopscotched its way up. And that's my opinion. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but it could be just a cycle. We're, we're pretty stoked that they're around, though. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as, as far as making predictions and all that, I guess your guess is as good as ours as to why this bluefin's still around after darn near 10 years almost. And um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, to make a prediction, nobody's going to know. Nobody knows. It's Mother Nature. Yeah. Once you think you know something with Mother Nature, you're you're going two steps backwards. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. It, even preparing for this trip today, I mean, I saw everything in the counts from yellowtail, yellowfin to bluefin. And it's it's pretty diverse, and you know honestly, I enjoy that. It's pretty cool. You gotta, you you can't expect one thing, and especially with the fishery in San Diego, where you don't know what you're gonna get any any given day, especially this time of year. Yeah, on a full day trip, a lot of times on these offshore trips, you should be prepared to catch a five pound fish all the way up to a 200 pound fish, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, and talk about packing the gear for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to be prepared. Yeah, for sure. Well, Matt, this is awesome. Uh, we had an awesome day and all that. Definitely appreciate, um, you know, you guys taking us out. Your crew is fantastic. Um, not really. I mean, it's all the same guys from last year, which is good. It kind of shows, um, you know, how great of an operation that you and Booger have really uh, put on it on the San Diego. Yeah, Ryan definitely takes care of us. <laughs> he takes care of us, and we, we, all, we all work hard and work well together, and we all want to be successful, so we always try our hardest. Now, I, I have a um, particular question to ask about your staff, and I know that, you know, there's, there's pretty, it's pretty remarkable to keep guys here and to be able to have them um, cater to customers as happy as they are every day, knowing that they're going to be able to come out here and catch fish and be comfortable and satisfy your customer base. What do you think it takes for a guy to come into this industry nowadays that's like, let's say, 18 years old, fresh out of high school, ready to go into doing something in the fishing industry. What do you think it takes nowadays to get onto a boat and to be able to be part of the crew and, and to work hard and to get to the next level, whatever that might be? Do you think they have a, a game plan, a better game plan nowadays? Um, pretty much just have an open mindset. Open mindset, be willing to learn and willing to work hard. You're going to have to work hard. The hours are, are long. you got to really love fishing. Uh, all of us on this boat, we all love fishing. We all go fishing on our days off. We, we fish all the time. Um, that's a huge thing. The guys who 
aren't into fishing as much and are just here for work, that, that it becomes a job. Right now it's it's work, but it's not so much a job for us. It's it's we like to fish and we like being out here, so that that makes it a huge difference. But someone who's just coming in, leave your ego at the dock, come out willing to learn. Um, any prior experience on any other boat, every boat does it different, so just do what what the boat is required of you. Just have an open mind and listen to the captain, listen to the guys who've been here the longest. For sure. I know, you know, this year in particular, it kind of seems like crew is at a premium right now with all the sport boats and, and everything and all that. I see your, your guys two years in a row, no changes and all that, which is great. What what really is the key? What what are some things that uh, that Booker kind of um, you know why do you, why do you guys stick around more or less? What, what does he do and, and all that? And I know he he treats you guys well, but any anything in particular that that you point at? Um, he he shows us. He show we we learn from him. everyone. Should have like we have a lot of respect for Ryan, <laughs> as most people should. He's he's definitely earned his keep around here. Um, but he, he shows you the right way to do things and gives you a reason why. He just doesn't make you feel dumb and um, doesn't shame you for doing something wrong. We, we kind of like to have kids who show up and almost know nothing about working on a boat. And that's the best case scenario for us. A lot it's of like guys they don't who, know any better. Exactly. We can train them the right way mm -hmm. instead of having previous experience. And we see a lot of crew members who think they know everything. and. Nobody knows everything. Mm -hmm. Fishing's always changing, and we all go fishing on other boats, and I think that's a big thing. Um, so we see what what the right way to do things is, and what the wrong way to do things is a lot, and that that definitely helps us all out. Speaking of right and wrong, <laughs> <laughs> what about spinning rods? Is this right or wrong on sport boats? Is there a time and place? Um. Spinning rods work. Spinning rods work, especially nowadays where spinning rods are a lot better quality. Uh, it's a lot easier to get a quality spinning outfit. Uh, there's cases where a spinning rod works really, really good, especially when we're fishing like anchovies or small baits. Um, it's all what you're comfortable with. For me, a spinning rod is not something I would use um, for anything over 25 pounds. I'm a fan of the rail. I like putting my rod in the rail and my back can't handle hanging onto a spinning rod for <laughs> hours at a time. Not many can. But there's people who are good at it. There's people who are very comfortable with it. Um, and it's all about what you're comfortable with. If you can wind on a fish like that for a couple hours, if you hook a big bluefin, I've wound in a couple big ones on spinning tackle, and it's not ideal, but it, it works. No kidding. <laughs> a couple hours. Did you hear that, Chris? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I cannot even imagine. Yeah. So... Um, do you have any uh, uh, customer like welcome, like an introduction to understanding what the reality is for spinning reels when they come on this boat? Do you give them an understanding right off the bat? Um, it's just about having a quality one. A lot of times people bring spinning rods out, they, they don't have a quality spinning rod. The, nowadays tackle has come such a long way that you can get away with fishing a spinning rod for most fishing around around the islands or most of the stuff we do on kelps. Uh, once we're around that bigger grade bluefin, that's when the spinning rod should be left at home. 
that, that sounds good. I mean, that's fair, right? I mean, yeah. There, there's a reality of the situation where a 200-pounder eats your popper with, you know. <laughs> uh, even uh, even at, at the uh, dog fight levels, a Daiwa dog fight, I think you'd be under gun on some of these things, you know. But well, if you hook it on a popper, it's it's a whole different story. Most of our fishing isn't done with a popper. If we're if you hook a a sinker rig bluefin at 400 feet on your spinning rod, you, you're you're in for a a rude awakening. <laughs> well, that sounds like a viral video in the making. <laughs> yeah. Has that happened? Oh yeah, yeah. We've hooked plenty of deep water bluefin on spinning rods and we don't catch very many of them wow yeah yeah i mean i don't feel bad for those guys at all that kind of <laughs> was a decision they made um and then and speaking of virality and things that happen in marketing um you guys are active on social media right you guys have correct um instagram instagram and facebook and i believe we have a twitter as well excellent so where can people find you let's just get that off the off your chest here uh the san diego if you just search the San Diego, I think that's our Instagram, and I think if you search uh, the San Diego on Facebook, it comes up as well. Yeah, and I and I gotta tell you that if you guys follow this, the the Instagram page especially because I do it, um, there is amazing content. Obviously, these guys are catching amazing fish all the time. So to see the latest report, to see the latest update, and to get some really cool content out of it, you guys should go follow it. Um, you also have another page too for Captain's Concepts, right? Yeah, Captain's Concepts. Uh, it's uh, On Instagram, it'd be Captain's underscore Concepts, and then Facebook, it's just Captain's Concepts. Um, it's uh, me and Gavin from the Pacific Queen have started a subscription-based uh, website, membership-type thing on Patreon, um, where you can sign up and get access to fishing videos of current conditions, uh, little nuances of how the fishing is changing, tackle tips, rigging, and everything else in between. Why would someone decide to join Patreon for Captain's Concepts when they can hop on this boat and find out that for themselves by fishing with you? What is the benefit of someone joining and, and being part of the Captain Concepts Patreon? Well, if for Captain's Concepts, it's for everybody who's going fishing. It's not just coming on this boat. And a lot of times I can't go in depth on what I'm doing uh, while I'm driving the boat. But on Captain's Concepts, we sit down uh, in front of a, my camera here and talk about what's working right now at this moment and how I'm fishing it, basically. Uh, if there's any sort of change, like a lot of guys get information from the internet and it's a couple weeks old. Mm. Um, they, they see something on the internet, um, message board or Facebook or whatever, and uh, last week a Colt Sniper was working, but this week now they're biting the fly line and they got Colt Snipers tied on and they just blew their shot. Mm. So your, your, your justification for having someone come on the captain's conferences is save time, save money, know what you're getting into right, the right, right away and have better success. Yeah, if you're serious about fishing, if you want to get better at fishing um, and know what's going on, Captain's Concepts is probably the most valuable thing in your tackle box. So how does someone join Captain's Concepts? Do they join your Patreon? Is there a Patreon page that we can give a URL for? Yeah, Patreon. I think it's Patreon uh, backslash Captain's Concepts 1. Uh, but if you just went on Patreon.com and searched Captain's Concepts or just searched Captain's Concepts in Google, uh, it'll pop right up. Yeah, and we'll be sure to make a uh, put a link in the description uh, box of the podcast as well. 
Matt, I know with Captain's Concepts and all that, Gavin's primarily, you know, I guess multi-day, you would call it, probably day and a half or whatnot. Yeah, he runs day and a half to three-day trips. Okay, and you're full day. So you're really, by joining the Patreon page, you're kind of getting pretty much almost everything from multi-day to full day and everything in between, right? Yeah, you're pretty much up to date on any fishing within 150 miles of San Diego. That's pretty clutch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, from island fishing... Uh, yellowtail calico bass to bluefin up to 300 pounds. You'd be dialed. Nice, nice. And you're you're posting quality content, quality video, videos every single week according to what the conditions are. Exactly. Either myself or Gavin make one video a week, um, or sometimes we go back and forth. He'll make one one week, and then I'll make one the next week. A lot of times we both post a video the same week. So oh, there's okay. two coming out every week. Why, why did you and Gavin from Pacific Queen decide to join up? What, what is the reason that you guys, why, why was their relationship built there, and, and where, where did that lead, and why did you guys come up with this idea? Um, well, we're, we're, we're pretty good friends um, on land um, as well as on the water. We work together uh, driving the boats, um, and we felt like he's got his little niche where he's bluefin fishing a lot of times, and we got our stuff where we're local, yellowfin fishing, yellowtail fishing. Um, we just wanted to combine the best of both worlds. That's awesome. And, you know, with the Patreon page, Kevin, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I really think Gavin and Matt and, and others in the fleet, they're kind of the up-and-comers. Like, they're, I mean, you are you guys are already established and all that, but, I mean, you guys are the future. I wouldn't say up-and-comers. They're establishing <laughs> the next, the, really, the... The um, they they have made uh, a different name for the industry. The amount of talent that's on this boat, that's on the Pacific Queen, that a lot of these new young captains are coming. I wouldn't say Matt's Matt's probably as old as me or younger or older. I don't know. Uh, how old are you, anyways? I'm 32. Oh, dude. So we're on the same age. So, anyways, the 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 amount of talent that's coming out nowadays is really substantial. I I think that arguably people nowadays have to to justify. Um, talent on these boats much differently because of what they've come up with. Think about how much of our, our lives have been bluefin now. It's almost a third of our lives. That's crazy to think about, right? You know, it's, that's, that's an amazing thing, an amazing opportunity. We've learned so much more than other people in past, you know, 50, 60 years because of what we have now. Uh, maybe it'll lead into something else. Maybe the fishing will change. Um, I think Captain Matt's on a perfect, you know, opportunity and understanding that the, the fishing's obviously changing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's recognized that there's a shift in potential fishery coming up all the way from um, south of the border. Guadalupe, is that what you said? Guadalupe was yeah. the place to be? Guadalupe now used to be the bluefin spot. Now we're at Clemente. So, um, the, you know, the, the understanding's changing, talent's changing, people with open minds or be able to facilitate some of the understanding and um, I think it's setting a new standard is, is my point so um, there's just some really killer captains out there that have a lot more opportunity to see things in a different light than someone that was maybe out there 50 60 years I can't really speak for some of those guys because I don't even know them but they're, they're amazing you know like there's some plenty of captains out there that have been doing this for a long time but without a doubt you will not learn more in a day's worth of time than coming on to San Diego and to see it for yourself. Um, you run trips uh, every day at this point, right? The boat's running every day. I'm usually here at least five days a week. 
I mean, that's that's a lot of time on the water. Damn near full time. Right? right. So you're getting you're not just getting some information fed to you. This is a person that's being on the water. Uh, so five times fifty-two. That's what is that? Two hundred fifty. Uh, Two hundred. God, I'm terrible at math. 260 days on the water, pretty much, right? Pretty, pretty close. That, that's a crazy amount of time on the water. This this man sees more than most people have probably seen in the lifetime of, of their fishery. So, um, the, I, I think, like I said, this, a new standard's been set. Yeah. You know, it's it's definitely a different time. Um, I have a question for you. What do you do on your? T uh, you said you fish on your spare time, <laughs> but what do you do fishing-wise on your spare time? I usually go bass fishing, largemouth bass fishing. That's uh, that's during the summer as well? All year, all year long. Oh. Yeah. We can't ask you your favorite lake, then you won't tell us. No, I fish. I fish everywhere. All I right. Fish everywhere. That's such a political answer. I love it. <laughs> no, I fish wherever is open. My days off are limited, so wherever I can go, I'm there. That's cool, man. Have you been able to, at least maybe in the off-season when you're not running every day, um, do you ever get to go out and travel and uh, go fish elsewhere other than San Diego? Yes. Uh, me and Ryan, uh, we're, we go to the last handful of years, pretty much every year, we go down to uh, Lake El Salto. And, oh. Yeah. Dang. And this, this year we're going to Picachos in January. To, to where? Picachos. It's the new lake that they have down there. It's not so new anymore, but... It's within the last 10 years, I think. It's like a 10-year-old lake, uh, and it's that, that place is pretty wild. Well, what draws you to that kind of fishing? Is it big bait fishing? No, no. It's um, not finesse fishing. Okay. Yeah. So you're a power I guy. I don't bring a spinning rod. Flipping, <laughs> big worms. Yeah, big worms, crankbaits, topwater, frogs, all of the above. Heavy line and setting the hook. Is it because you don't like swell? Is it because you experienced it 256, 260 days on the water? Is that why you want to get on the fresh water? No, I don't mind the weather. It's just being on a boat with just your buddy. <laughs> and if it sucks, you can go home. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's 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 reality check, you know? <laughs> yep. um, I actually have a fun question. I know it seems like I don't ask many of those, huh, Chris? But um, how many people do you see sick out here? Is it is it quite a bit? Um, yeah, usually there's at least one a day. Uh, depends on the weather. Springtime, when it's wind a lot, we usually get at least one or two a day. And I think there's more people sick than you actually know. Oh, that, that they won't admit to it. Yeah, and a lot of people get sick and don't throw up. Mm. You could tell about how they're walking around and how their skin looks. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll turn gray if they're too sick. Well, they're a little, at least a little more colorful than Chris, so, yeah. you know, that's a good thing. Okay. Wow. I got you, Chris. I got wow. you beat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what recommendation would you give to someone who's coming on the boat who maybe is not as experienced as other guys that have fished a, you know, full-day trip? Um, what, would you, what would you give them for advice um, to I, not get seasick? not get seasick definitely want to take some medication before you come fishing um i think you're supposed to take that bonine or whatever bonine uh, yeah bonine uh, i think you're supposed to take it the day before your, your trip um get a good night's sleep don't go out drinking the night before uh, that's usually what gets people um and don't think about it too much i think a lot of it's a head game where they, they come out and it's a little rolly, they've never been on the ocean before and they think it's crazy and then they start thinking about getting seasick and that's how they get seasick. Sure enough, it happens. And stay out of the galley, get fresh air. Yeah, that's so true. I think when it comes to, well, let me ask you, 
when it comes to someone that you know same type of clientele that Kevin just mentioned what recommendations what tips would you have for them that's just getting into um, I guess the the three-quarter day or the full day boat scene and or even just the first time on a sport boat and all that any any tips or recommendations I'd highly recommend going on a half day fishing trip first see how you feel on the ocean um, but we're always welcome beginners we have a lot of beginners we have a lot of people who are regular passengers now that um, started out with a rental pole uh, and they had a they had a blast we're we're we cater to beginners we, we want beginners to come out here we want people to come out and experience the ocean uh, we welcome beginners with open arms um, just come come out fishing rent a rod talk to the crew they'll, they'll, they'll set you straight and we'll try to take care of you the best we can yeah and speaking of the crew I mean all your guys are top-notch and they're super friendly I mean, I know. They you better know, be. Yeah. <laughs> I know Mike and Nick and Ethan and all those guys. They're super friendly. Always asking, you know, if they can pretty much set us up or picking out live baits or whatnot. I, I had a couple friends come on this trip, and you know, they were already ranting and raving about about your guys and how helpful they've been. That they've been. Well, we want you guys to have a, a good trip. That's what you guys are here for: is to have a successful trip, whether you catch a fish or not. Uh, Catching a fish is kind of the bonus. Coming out here, getting away from land, self-service, um, having a cold beer and a nice burger, and maybe getting a shot at a fish—that's that's a bonus there. Um, and having a grumpy crew member doesn't help any of that. <laughs> Kevin, did you have a boat burger today? No, I had a double. I had a double bacon cheeseburger. Oh my god. Yeah. No, uh, Danny, right, is your yep. is your uh, chef today and. Um, cooked today and man, uh, killer! Yeah. I gotta tell you, I, I scarfed it down in the middle of being on a kelp. So uh, there was there was hardly a time to keep a bait in the water before I was able to chomp that down. But um, you know, there, there's so much more to fishing. Being on a full day boat, especially on San Diego, where you have the amenities like you have, like you said, a cold beer, um, that make that change the trip from being a fishing trip to a, a you know. Uh, a, a event you know it's a way to get away like you said from being on the cell phone all day um certainly has become a bigger part of our lives i'm sure oh yeah yeah we are so <laughs> um you know the, the the thing that i think we all struggle with nowadays is finding the balance between social media and re and being in real life and and you have experienced that and uh, growing in a in the next generation where a lot of social media has a huge impact on economic or, or you know our living um, how do you feel it's going to improve or um, not improve our lives in the future do you think it's going to improve your industry um, I think it has improved the industry in a couple ways it's gotten a lot more people fishing there's a lot of people fishing these days I think uh, the COVID shutdown kind of helped helped with that. People started going outdoors a little bit more. Um, and social media, there's people all over social media looking at fish pictures and watching videos and YouTube and stuff. There's all kinds of stuff that you can learn from and get pumped up on to go fishing. Um, as far as negative goes, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of that. <laughs> I think no. a lot of people are fishing just to take a picture sometimes instead of just having fun because uh, it's all about having fun out here. There's guys get the egos and want to be Joe Cool on the internet and instead of just learning how to fish and having a good time. Um, but social media has helped us out a lot. It's good for business and 
it keeps the industry growing. We, we were um, educated a little bit on our own when we did a podcast with Roman Castro, our friend, and he was explaining that elevating your own platforms like websites and your own website, right, um, and being able to facilitate conversation or education built on your own platform was kind of a segue to building up uh, and, and bringing and drawing away people from social media or bringing them to your platform. Do you guys do that currently? Do you have more information out there that people can reach you out at? Um, like um, a, a website or, or some other information? Uh, yeah, the boat has a website, thesandiego.com. Uh, That's simple. Yeah, thesandiego.com. It goes over our amenities and uh, like charter rates, and um, there's actually an online uh, merch shop there. So if you want to buy a San Diego t shirt or sweatshirt, you can get it there. Is the, um, uh, is the dark to dark? Yeah. Uh, shirt on there. That's yeah. The new designs all all on on the website there. So why did you? I mean, it's obvious. I'm, get, I'm getting one of those. Ones. It's so <laughs> awesome. So you guys fish from dark to dark. That's your pitch, right? That's your like. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty you, much. you guys are hardcore. You do this every day, but you're willing to go a distance, right? When it requires you to yes. go. Yes. Yeah. A lot of times with this offshore fishing, we're fishing like today. We were 45 miles when we put it on course for the for the barn here. Um, we. If it's within 50 miles, for the most part, we'll try to get there. <laughs> That's kind of our range. Um, but, yeah, a lot of times we get in late. <laughs> We're not afraid to stay out late. That's the late, true. The latest I've ever tied the boat up was like, I forget what it was, like 10.45 or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> the fish were biting. <laughs> we didn't have anything on the boat until... Four o'clock, and we were catching eighty-pound bluefin. I think we caught thirty or something. Whoa! How did the landing like that? <laughs> I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, when it comes to like you know full-day fishing, you kind of have to expect that to where, you know, especially as being the San Diego having that reputation and all that, and ha and fish that perfect motto from dark to dark. You got to pre be prepared to do that because you never know where you have to go to go find fish. Exactly, exactly. The fish are always moving, especially dealing with this bluefin. You never know where they're going to be at. They make giant moves and me and Ryan are very competitive <laughs> um, and we don't like giving up. <laughs> so that makes us try as hard as we can all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of times we, we end up staying out late. Very cool. Well, for someone who has a spot, a very rare spot, on the San Diego coming up in the next week or a couple of weeks or even a couple of months and all that, any tips, recommendations on tackle? I know it changes almost every single week, but any general um, tips to where, you know, you just got to bring it? Uh, for right now, this style of fishing, uh, where we're fishing yellowtail and kelp and a little bit of bluefin, um, a 25-pound rod and a 40-pound rod would pretty much have you covered. That could change in the near future. There's been a few bigger bluefin starting to show up, but for the most part, our fishing's been any, our fish size has been anywhere from five pounds up to 50 pounds. And a 25 and a 40 pound rod uh, will set you straight. Have some J hooks to fish yellowtail, size two to two aught J hooks, uh, and an assortment of circle hooks from size four to one aught in case we see that bluefin. Uh, maybe some cold snipers and maybe some flat falls in like the 60 to 150 gram size. For for those that don't know, why fish a J hook versus a circle hook for yellowtail? Uh, yellowtail have different mouths than, than the bluefin. Bluefin have teeth as well. Um, 
I prefer fishing a J hook for everything, but since the bluefin have teeth, uh, you need a circle hook to hook them in the corner so you don't get chewed off. Now, when you you prefer a J hook, why do you prefer a J hook? What's it, the reason? It's easier to put on a bait. <laughs> do you do you still get them in the corner of the mouth? I I, I fish a circle hook, but I prefer fishing a, a, a J hook. Do you still get the J hook in the corner of the mouth? A lot of times, yeah. If you don't set the hook, um, you a lot of times if you just fish it like a circle hook, uh, you'll hook them right in the corner. Right, and I think a lot of people, especially for yellowtail, it seems to be ever present because the way I don't know how the the bait turns in their mouth, but or the hook turns in their mouth, but it does seem to be a re a reoccurring thing to have that that hook sitting there. And in what size do you recommend in the J hook? Um, it depends on our bait size. Uh, generally speaking, for these trips, if you add a, a little pack of size twos, a little pack of size one aughts and a two aught, you'd be straight. You'd be covered. You could fish 20 pound test up to 50 pound test with those size hooks. Hmm, that's that's quite a range. Are you are you using? Um, now I heard on Let's Talk Cook Up something about the Brawlo rig. <laughs> now I, I really was confused by this because it sounded uh, it sounded so simple. It was you explained it more of like a drop shot rig, but can you go into bigger detail, greater detail than um, maybe what Pete offered you time for. I, I just want to understand a little bit more of maybe there was a return on your weight coming back. I kind of didn't understand the full the full deal there. So the, the benefit, the, the rig is you take a, a ring circle hook, you take your main line from your rod, you tie it to the ring of the circle hook, and then you tie another piece of line, a separate piece of line uh, to the ring as well. Um, anywhere from like we, we're using like 40 or 50 pound mono um, a two or three foot piece tie that to the ring and then tie a sinker to the other end and it's basically if you guys have drop shotted for bass it's the same kind of setup your hooks in line with your sinker um, and what we were having issues with was we were fishing those bigger bluefin those 150 to 200 pounders and they hang out deep a lot of times those bigger fish like to hang deep we're seeing them at 400 feet, 500 feet a lot of times. And if it's windy with those rubber banded sinkers, you can't get down fast enough. Um, if you're sinking those rubber band rigs down too fast, your bait comes up above your sinker and wraps around the line and you're in a tangle before you even get down there. And you can't feel your bait or anything. And we were just, by the time you get down to 500 feet with the boat drifting fast on one of those rubber band rigs, sinking it out slow, your line is, your bait's 100 yards or more from the boat. Like if you were just dropping it straight up and down. With that brawler rig, you could send it down as fast as you can. You, you can't sink it too fast. And it's like fishing rock cod, where you try to get your sinker down to the bottom mm -hmm. as quick as possible. Um, you sink your bait down fast. If you're, you should have your line marked if you're fishing bluefin tuna, um, marked with a sharpie, or you have that uh, multicolored spectra. And you see that the captain's saying, "Oh, I see him at 400 feet." You get down, you watch your 350 foot mark come off your reel, and then you slow down and fish it like a normal sinker rig. Get it down 400 feet, get it down 450, and then wind it up slow through that zone again. Um, and with that brawler rig, you can you you feel the the bait twitching which is huge. A lot of times people's baits fall off and they're fishing with no bait um, or their bait's dead or something. Um, and it's just, 
you're fishing that water column more effectively and you're fishing a healthier bait. Uh, by the time you get your bait down there on a rubber banded sinker, that bait is exhausted. <laughs> Does Captain Ryan Boston fish a brawler rig? Yes. Oh! Does he catch on it? We really don't even rig people up with those rubber bands anymore. Really? Yeah. All the, all, when we were doing that fishing, the whole boat was fishing a, a drop shot. The brawler rig? The brawler rig. So you're using what size weight? It depends on the conditions. Uh, Ideally, what range? Um, anywhere, I mean, the... If you're drifting fast, you could fish as heavy a sinker as you want. The the first one that I ever hooked on that rig, I was fishing a 16 ounce sinker. That's pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a pound, trying, right? Yeah, that's a pound. I was trying to get it down fast, and it sank fast. My bait was down there for about 15 seconds, and I hooked like a 160. Wow. <laughs> on the second drop ever. I mean, that's pretty good. You know, effective. Guess. I mean, that that shows you it works. So, yeah. you know, yeah. no. So, who who came up? I mean, obviously you came up with that. But um, what made you come up with that idea? Like, did you test it out one day? Did you think about that, it for a while? I was thinking about it a lot. I just wanted something we can get down quick. Because with those rubber band rigs, we get bites like that. But if the fish are down 500 feet. So, or we'll just say 300 feet, that's 100 yards. To get your bait down 100 yards, straight up and down, you just drop 100 yards. But when your bait is out away from the boat, scoped out away from the boat, because the boat is drifting fast, you have to have 500 feet of line out, or even more than that. And if you have 200 yards of line out, and you hook a, a 200 pounder, and you only have 400 yards of line on your reel, you might get spooled. <laughs> We were hooking a lot of fish with a quarter spool of line on our reel and getting spooled. So we needed something where we could keep more line on the reel and get our bait more effectively down to the fish. Is that information provided on Captain's Concepts? Can someone find out more about how to fish the brawler rig on there? On yeah, the... they were the first to hear about it. Okay. <laughs> so so um, when someone signs up for Captain's Concepts, um, can you give them an idea of where to go find that information if they're really interested in finding out about the rig? Because we're hearing about it a lot all yeah. over the place. Um, if you just search Captain's Concepts on Google, it'll pop right up, the Patreon site. You sign up and you'll have access to all the videos we've been making since September of last year. Um, I think there's right around 80 videos right now. Uh, you'll get to watch everything we've posted since then. Uh, you get access to us as well. Uh, on all the videos. It's basically like YouTube. You can leave a comment um, or shoot us a message. We have a lot of guys ask us questions about the brawler rig or any other kind of rigging. Um, and if it's something we feel like we need to make a video about, we'll make a video about it and uh, post it up so everyone can view it, so it eliminates everybody else's questions. Um, guys leave comments all the time. And when we get cell service, I'm, I'm writing them back. And when Gavin's on land, he's, he's writing them back. So. You have access to us, messaging us and commenting on the videos. If you have any questions about what we're posting or what's going on, you have a trip coming up, what should you bring? Uh, we answer all that kind of stuff as well. No, that's, that's awesome. I mean, to be able to interact with captains directly is a really unique opportunity, and that alone in itself would be worth it. You know, I would say that's probably one of the one of the best uh, features of that. I would agree. Where you'd have, you, you know, it's almost like. It's it's pretty close to sending Matt himself a text saying hey <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much yeah. <laughs> that's cool man 
first off, question about the brawler rig. Are you planning on trademarking that? <laughs> no, I, I, didn't even, I didn't even call it the brawler rig. That was our subscribers. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I just called it the drop shot. I didn't want to give it a, a name. Interesting, interesting. That's cool, man. And, you know, for rel relatively low investment on a monthly basis, I mean, it's all worth it. Well, let, let's cover the investment. What, what is a Patreon subscription to Captain's Concepts cost? Uh, for the month, it's 25 bucks. Um, and if you do the whole year, you get 10% off. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. So you're you're spending. I, I'm terrible on math. I just shouldn't. I shouldn't even offer that that opportunity. Um, but yeah, it sounds like a killer deal for cheaper definitely than do the annual. Fluorocarbon. That's true. I was gonna say cheaper than a gallon of gas right now. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so for some of our chapter presidents, it's cheaper than the the Starbucks they get every day. <laughs> um, the. Uh, <laughs> I wonder who that might be in the room. Um, the uh, the the other question I have aside from Captain's Concepts is your other entrepreneurial opportunity that you've discovered an opportunity in which is your jigs <laughs> um, so I keep hearing about two fish jigs is that correct is that the name of the company that's yeah that's uh, one of our passengers actually makes them okay yeah and and there is a specific jig called the JJ yes what does that stand for? Uh, Jig Jesus. Jig Jesus. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Now, now, why is it Jig Jesus? Is the is the top of line best jig that you that you fish that uh, you know? That's one of my nicknames. Oh, yeah. shoot! No kidding. One of my nicknames, and it's a jig that we I helped him design, and that's what he's he's also a pastor, so we really like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's a pastor and does it in his spare time, and Jig Jesus really sparked his interest. And then who's the what's the passenger's name? Uh, who's the who's the founder is, of this? His name is Bodan. Bodan. Bodan uh, Vladis, I believe his last name is Vladis. I could be butchering it, but it's Bodan. <laughs> and yeah, you really like this jig. You're fishing it. That's pretty much all I fish all the time now. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and sounds like a really good opportunity for someone to try out a good new jig that's out there. And this this uh, jig's been out for how long? Um, he's been making them for a couple years now. He. I mean, he's getting more, it's been a process. We've been kind of developing the process. He's doing this in his garage. We've gone over and helped him. It's a lot of work. He's melting the aluminum in his driveway, pouring up a jig, sanding it, drilling the holes out, putting the rings on, painting it, doing it all by himself, basically one by one, by hand. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's and, America right there. We're, <laughs> yeah, seriously. In, in between him being a pastor at a church. Wow, that's awesome. Oh yeah, so he, he's got a full time job and he does that whenever he has time, and then he tries to come fishing too. <laughs> wow. Well, Jig Jesus, what a name, you know. You must be fishing the jig a lot. That's all that we know about that, you know. That's that's obvious. So I, I like fishing the surface iron. Yeah, that's awesome. So if is there color versus a swim? Uh, mentality in your head do you care about color I can like I'm I like having certain colors but I don't think color matters on getting a bite I, I like having a bright color that I can see at the end of my cast I like a solid color jig just because I can see it from further away why, why does that matter uh, I wanted I just want to know that my jig is swimming at all times or if something's following it um, if you see a fish following your jig, you could put a little English on it. You could give it one half turn faster or slow it down or do something. Um, and you could maybe get an extra bite here and there. 
You know, today, Kevin, you and I were pretty much on the bow pretty much the whole day. Matt even joined us a couple on a couple of drifts and all that. Jig, sorry, Jig Jesus joined <laughs> us on Jesus. the bow. I'm so, I apologize, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Jig Jesus. It's pretty fun. I mean, is there anything more exciting than catching A, yellowtail on the surface iron, and B, just watching it blow up? <laughs> I, there's pretty much nothing better than catching yellowtail on the surface iron. Just that bite is... Is, I don't know anything else like it. Yeah, for sure. And then I see you're kind of decked out on Captain's Concepts, Captain's Concepts merch, too. Is <laughs> yeah. that available on Patreon, too? Uh, no, we just got these shirts. If you wanted to get a shirt, you'd have to come see myself or Gavin on the boat. Um, we're trying to work out some sort of thing where we might have a website here in the future. Mm -hmm. This was just kind of promotional to get some gear out there and kind of promote our stuff. But we do have some available on the boat. Nice. Kevin, you know where I'll be when we, uh, when we pull up to the dock <laughs> getting my Captain's Concepts t-shirt. I mean, it's really just, uh, can I say the word bitchin'? It's <laughs> what it is, uh, very bitchin'. So you guys have amazing talent to that you've combined together to make this you know, gr great brand. Um, I think the opportunity is amazing. It, it, it opens up a lot of ideas out there, too. It's, it's guys getting into this that want to be inspired to try to do something else to make uh, a better opportunity for people involved in the industry. And certainly being on the boat every single day, you have so much more information to offer. you got to have an outlet. you got to have an outlet. you got to find a way to get that information to people. But you, you really need to make sure that people understand it's valuable. You know, it's, it's an incredible resource that people have access to. It's not a sales pitch. Like, you can either do it or not do it, but you're going to learn more by doing it for sure. Like, think about if you and I were out there for 250, do, sorry, 260 days a year, you know, we'd, we'd learn a heck of a lot. Yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the phrase time on the water gets thrown around a lot, and it, time on the water is a huge thing, And but we understand that it's not everyone can do it. So we kind of tr we want to eliminate that somewhat. Obviously, time on the water still is the best thing for you, but knowing what you're getting yourself into, knowing being prepared before you get out here is is a huge thing as well and it'll definitely benefit everyone who's going out fishing locally within 100 miles right now. It is um, such a big, uh, exhaustive amount of information being delivered to. Like it's, or, well, you have to go through to be able to cycle through the relevant stuff. You know, like what we just talked about. You know, if someone's fishing, um, sorry, you said at the beginning of this that someone was fishing um, a cold sniper, right? It was kind of a week back that that was the bite. Yeah. Now it's turned into a fly line. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean. Now, now after posting this, it's going to be two weeks late. So you know, <laughs> you guys got to go on Captain's Concepts to get the latest info because yeah. we don't. We're we we're late. Bluefin a lot where there, it changes day to day, week to week, and sometimes they'll be biting a sniper, and then next week they're biting a jig like a flatfall, but they're not biting the sniper anymore, and then it'll go back to the sniper. And it's always changing. How, how much do you fish a slow pitch jig? And you said flat fall, but is that qualify as a slow pitch jig to you? I, I think that is a slow pitch jig. I have never done the, the real slow pitch jigging. I've done a lot of the, the speed jigging, the vertical jigging. Um, I've been doing that. I have three setups now to do that for that bluefin. It's very effective for the bluefin, but I do not have the, a true slow pitch jig setup. I have not done that yet. What size uh, jig are you do you believe is the best shot at catching a, a real trophy when they're down deep? 
And what time are you fishing it? Daytime, nighttime, or all time? Uh, I only fish in the daytime. <laughs> right, well, naturally, <laughs> yeah. right. We get back in at dark, but we don't fish at dark. Um, it, it depends. It depends on conditions. Um, I think that the lightest jig you can get away with is the best, but you need to keep it straight up and down. Hmm. So if we're drifting fast, you need a bigger jig. What's um, big? What's a big jig to you? For daytime fishing, like a 300 gram would be a big one. What, what about something above 300? Have you fished something like that before? Um, me personally, no. I have not. Uh, maybe 350, but that, that wasn't like a knife jig or anything like that. That was more like a flat fall style jig. Um, some or we call them hot dog style jigs. Not, <laughs> <laughs> when you get to that point, I guess it looks like it, right? Um, yeah, like a 300. Sometimes when the when we're drifting super fast, it's just about getting down there quick. Um, and we have like the Daiwa SK jig or something like that. Um, that's what we call a hot dog style jig. That shape, teardrop shape, um, in that size sometimes is very lethal. Um, but it all depends on conditions. Um, if we're drifting, if it's glass come out and the boat is not drifting at all, the lighter jigs are the are the way to go. Light meaning uh, like a 130 or something, yeah, 130 gram. 150. It depends on the size of the fish, how deep. Any it's color. All, it's all situational. I, I'm not a color guy. I, shiny. Shiny. Yeah. Shiny. You're, yeah, and you're a fan of the 6X Junior and screen Chrome. Is that also correct? Yeah. With single hook or treble? Treble. Okay. Treble. I think. Treble hook gets more bites, but you do lose some. <laughs> but you will get way more bites with a treble hook on that Chrome 6X Junior. Hmm. That is the way to go. And that is lethal on those 40 to 60 pounders sometimes. In uh, fishing in the daytime, how deep? And, and are you reeling it like a yo-yo? Why are you fishing it? Yeah, um, most of the time I cast it downwind, um, get it out of 45. A lot of times you could tell if they're gonna bite I could tell by looking at it on the machines, on the uh, up and down meter, uh, if they're going to bite that Chrome 6X Junior or not, where they're at in the water column. If they're above uh, 150 feet, uh, I have a shot at them. Um, and then I cast it downwind, get it down 180 feet, wind it up till I'm 100 feet, and then send it back down and repeat that process until I'm on the upwind side. And I'm always paying attention on the sink. They bite it a lot on the sink. That, that piece of information alone in itself right now should be, that should be one of the, you need to put that on CCA's Instagram as one of the quotes because that piece of information is extremely valuable. I'm sure there's a lot of pieces of information like that on, on Captain's Concepts. Yeah, but there's a whole video about us fishing the Chrome 6X Junior on Captain's Concepts. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's a lot of detail. And I'm sure that's just touching the sur scratching the surface. Um, yep. What, what else out there is an opportunity for someone to explore new techniques? Have you heard anything that's kind of out there that you, and obviously there's ideas that you may not want to be out there, but is there anything that, that has been out there that you think has relevance with our fishery, bluefin fishery? Um, everything I think is kind of covered right now. Uh, I know there's going to be something new eventually. Um, I'm always trying to figure something out. I always believe that if you're around fish, they will bite something. Um, there's going to be a new technique here eventually. Uh, the, that brawler rig's just scraping the surface. There's going to be new ways to catch these things. And it seems like every year there's something new, and I think that'll continue. Right, right. Um, do you fish mackerel on the boat? Um, sometimes. Sometimes. If 
most of the time we just have straight sardines. If there's some in the tank, uh, we'll fish them most of the time. We fish just sardines. So in other words, on your last uh, statement there, you got to join up Captain's, Captain's Concerts to be the first to, to hear about all that info. You, if you're signed up, you will stay ahead of the curve, that's for sure. Nice, <laughs> nice. Well, Matt, I know uh, we're getting close to uh, Mission Bay here. Um, any new and exciting things coming up uh, for the San Diego or Captain's Concepts or anything like that? Um, not right now. Uh, we're just going steady. We're running trips. Um, hopefully this offshore fishing shapes up. Hopefully there's some yellowfin coming. We really like that to be back around. Mm -hmm. We can get set up on a drift where we can drift all day long and pick out some yellowfin tuna. It seems like the yellowfin are, are close. They're, we're seeing more and more every day. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I like that style of fishing, Kevin, where it's almost like I call it limit style, where you're just on the single kelp for hours at a time and everyone's having fun, drinking beer, and it's cool. Oh, yeah. We, we're ready for some of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Kevin, got anything else, man? I could go on for hours. <laughs> Given the opportunity, yes. Um, I, I have actually one more question. As far as... Um, um, you know, I think people come to the dock. They may understand that what their expectation might be fish-wise, catch-wise, right, might be uh, varied every day. But, you know, coming in as a new person, let's just say, you know, I've never fished before in my life, and I was coming onto the dock with a rental rod, should I come with the expectation to catch fish when I come on San Diego? Um, nobody should ever come out to, and expect to catch them, even when fishing is good. <laughs> um, you should just come with a, an open mind. Um, hope that you catch something, but if you don't catch something, uh, learn something. Take something home every day by learning something new. Um, catching a fish is always a bonus. And, and uh, do you think that uh, if someone's coming on the boat that has experience, shares some piece of information, do you think that that has value as much as someone who's been on the boat, like you're one of your deckhands or yourself, do you think that they should listen to that, that piece of information with just as much, as much importance or, um, you know, what, what's their value? Always take a piece of information with a grain of salt. You gotta, I'm always listening to everybody. I, I've learned a lot of stuff just from, from rent rotters sometimes, watching how they fish. Uh, they might be doing something different, and we got all the, the hot shots fishing around them, not getting bites, and the rent rotter guy figured something out. So you always have to have a, like an open mind, always pay attention to what's going on. Um, no matter your experience, you should always be learning. If you, once you think you know everything, you don't know anything anymore. <laughs> Sage advice. Sage advice. So um, you and Captain Ryan Boston um, and, and uh, Captain Matt Brollo, right? You, oh, yeah. Yes, you guys are the captains of the San Diego, Correct. which is a, a full-day um, charter operation that's open to, that, that has open party trips as well as charters. How do people find out more about your private charter information? Where can they book and how they get in contact with the person that needs to be in contact? Um, for charter prices, uh, thesandiego.com or Seaforth Landing. Um, you can call Seaforth Landing. I believe it's 619-224-3383 or seaforthlanding.com. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll have charter prices and you can book online for an open party trip. Mainly we run open party trips um, and you can see our full schedule. Uh, if we're going offshore to the islands uh, and, and the availability right online, you can make a reservation as well. Well, thank you very much. 
I, 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 I love asking questions. I'm sure that, um, you know, it's it's under overwhelming or underwhelming depending on who you're talking to, I guess, sometimes. But it's really appreciated. Our listeners really like to hear the, the valued, valued information you have from years of having experience on the water. Um, wish you the best. I think that you're going to do continue to do great things out here, especially with Captain's Concepts and whatever venture you have next. So Yeah, well, thanks for coming out, guys. You guys did great. So Absolutely. Well, Matt, one more one more question for me. Does Ryan really like being called Booger? <laughs> uh, I, and well, how did he get the name? Uh, I believe his mom gave him the name. When he, he no looked, kidding. He looked like Booger from Revenge of the Nerds is the, is the story. <laughs> <laughs> is the story. Um, he, he seems, I don't know, I, I always get confused when people ask, where's Ryan? Because I know him as Booger. <laughs> so he better like it because I don't want to keep calling him it. That's cool, man. That's cool. And one more time, how do we subscribe to Captain's Concepts? Um, you could either go straight to Patreon and search Captain's Concepts, uh, or you could go on our Instagram or Facebook. Uh, if you search Captain's Concepts on either one of those, we'll pop right up. Uh, and there's a link in our uh, descriptions on our Facebook and uh, Instagram. And if you just search Captain's Concepts in Google, it'll take you right to our Patreon. Awesome, awesome. Matt, this was an epic day. Thank you so much, man. We really do appreciate you, uh, you, you and the boys having us. Yeah, of course, anytime. Awesome. And, and taking care of all of our CCA new members, especially for the San Diego tra- chapter, we really appreciate that. They had a great time today. Yeah, you guys are always and welcome out fish. here. And caught some fish. Yeah, and caught some fish, which is an added bonus for sure. Kevin, we got to do this more often. Have a podcast episode, record it from a wheelhouse. We're going to be limited. The amount of people that are willing to let us be in the wheelhouse is going to be small. <laughs> well, you guys are always welcome up here. Heck Thank yeah. you. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, man. Kevin, another epic episode full of content, full of info. Matt, we'll have to have you and Gavin and Ryan in studio sometime later on this year when, when you're not running 260 yeah, days a year. Yeah, we'll have, me and Gavin will have to come on one of these days. For sure, for sure. Kevin, another epic episode. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you for joining us this week and listening to the podcast. Once again, make sure to follow us on Instagram and uh, like us on Facebook and give us a five-star review on the podcast. Let us know how we're doing. Thank you guys so much. We will see you guys next week. Thank you.